Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, COS supporters. Welcome back to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff. I will be your host for this episode. And of course, I am joined by Rita Peters, as usual. She's my co-host, but she's also the Senior Vice President of Legislative Affairs. Rita, how are you? I'm great. Excited to be with you and to see where our viewers are from tonight, right? Yeah, I'm excited to see where they're from as well. We have volunteers and supporters all across the United States, but we'd love to know where you are tuning in from. Comment below. While you're at it, give us a like, a rumble, retweet, or a share. Let's get the word out about Article 5. It's the secret weapon that our founding fathers gave to us. It's high time that we use it. So we have uh, a couple of special guests lined up for you. We have a jam-packed show. In recent weeks, we have brought you live coverage of not one, but two legislative hearings in Maryland. Uh, Convention of States volunteers packed the hearing rooms and gave excellent testimony with no opposition uh, speaking in either, either of those hearings. So we're going to be joined by the state director from Maryland in just a few moments. We're also going to be jo joined by the associate regional director, uh, he was uh, previously uh, part of the Maryland team as a volunteer there. He's still a volunteer, but now he gives some of his time over to the national team as well. We have our COS uh, edition of Field Reports from Hawaii. And we also have our Article 5 trivia giveaway que question with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. So, Mike, over to you. Thank you, Rita and Andrew. Wow. I never would have thought, well, I shouldn't say I never would have thought because I fully expected that every state in this union would come on board with Convention of States and we would overwhelmingly push our Convention of States, uh, our legislation, the fact that we're building the largest grassroots army of self-governing self activists, and it is happening. You know, this this show having Maryland with a couple of back to back legislative hearings that maybe you didn't think much about their activity, like in Illinois, there's many, many states that there's so much going on. People are ready. People are fired up and people are taking action. Those people are you. And I are so grateful for that. It's such an exciting time. Thanks for being here. And I am going to share a trivia question with you guys. And this one is certainly really close to my heart. I hope that we just have a flood of answers coming in on this question. I'm going to give away a Faith Over Fear t-shirt for the winner. Not only am I going to give one away, but we have them in long sleeve. I didn't wear my long sleeve one today. The long sleeve one comes in black. This one comes in either black or this blue color that I'm wearing. It's my favorite shirt right now. Absolutely love wearing it. People point to that whenever I wear it and say, that's it. Faith over fear. That's where we need to be. We need to push back against the media. We need to believe. We need to believe that what we're doing, we're on a mission. We're going to make things happen. Anyway, here's our, our trivia question for today. This week, I'm somewhat sad to say, is the anniversary of the passing of a true modern statesman. Here is a gentleman who term limited himself out of the Senate because he believes that you shouldn't make being a senator in the U.S. Senate as a career. It should be 
you should be a citizen legislator. And he was a great example of this. And he was also a senior advisor with Convention of States. And he passed on March 28th of 2020. He worked with us until the very last moment of his life, just about his last breath. And as he was meeting, coming close to meeting his maker, he apologized for not having more time to fight this battle. He's so passionate about Convention of States. Who was this person I'm speaking of? I'm sure many of you have already typed his name down. I'll be back at the end to recognize this incredible statesman and to award a Faith Over Fear shirt. If you if you didn't win a Faith Over Fear shirt in this, because we can only give away one, you can go to shopconventionofstates.com, shopconventionofstates.com. You can get this. We have so many other things that you can get to be able to start the conversation with Convention of States. I'll be back shortly and really enjoy this show as we talk about some of the states that are emerging into the spotlight. Last week, Hawaii had a record-setting event, gathering nearly 350 petitions at the 2022 Great Guns Show, sponsored by the Hawaii Historic Arms Association. Let's see some video footage from that event. Well, hello, I'm Mark White, State Director for Convention of States Hawaii, and we're at the gun show, the great gun show in Hawaii, the first one that's been held in two years here in Honolulu. And I really have to applaud our team. We've got uh, some brand new folks that are out collecting petition signatures, very active team, and it's amazing. In the last, well, the show opened at 10 o'clock, it's now 2.30, we've collected 150 signatures plus, that's a record for that amount of time. And you know, it all depends on how many people you have out in the crowd collecting signatures. And we've got some really great folks that are doing that this year. Brand new, never done it before and just taken right to it. Uh, this show has been one of our greatest uh, petition collecting events. And we're really looking forward to another day tomorrow, Sunday. My name is Yeva Bambridge and my girlfriend Juliet introduced this to me. She called me up and said, did you know that you have a way where you can make your desire be known and have a say in amending the laws? And I'm like, that is fantastic. I would like to be a part of that because I don't always agree with what the federal law is doing. They are making most of the rules, but yet we have no say in that. Is that right? I don't think that's right. I think we the people have to stand up and fight for our rights. And that is the reason why I've joined the Convention of States. And I'm looking forward to see Hawaii be number 19. Yay! I'm here with the Convention of States now because um, I got a hold of that through Mark Levin and his app radio show um, and I read a little bit on his liberty amendments and I feel it's really important for the uh, the people to try and rein in the, the overreach of the federal government because our Western culture is based upon the sovereignty of the individual and that's always in um, uh, under attack by government, and I think this is a great way 
uh, designated in Article 5 of the Constitution to try and bring the limits to the federal government and its overreach of power. So if you can, join us on the Convention of States. Okay. <clears throat> Joining us today, we have a State Director from Maryland, Mike Riley. We also have Steve Patton with us, who has recently become the uh, Assistant Regional Director for Convention of States Action. So Mike, to start off, the Maryland team, they just performed incredibly well at two recent legislative hearings, uh, from their professionalism to their politeness, their passion, and even their punctuality, staying within time constraints during the hearing, they just did so well. Um, what do you attribute to their performance during the hearings? It was preparation. We have some great people who have volunteered with us, great leaders, and we have a legislative liaison by the name of C. Harrison. We also have Steve Patton there. But C. really put together a, a program where we, where we wrote out our, what we wanted to say. We passed it around to each other, gave it to C. Uh, we went over it and practiced it again and again to make sure it fit within time. And we also had an overall strategy so that there was a, there was a flow from, from what one person was saying to what the next person was going to say so that we could keep it upbeat and lively for the for the audience, the legislators, and also to make sure that we covered the points that we wanted to cover. That was really just so impressive. And, you know, no opposition showed up. So it was amazing that you, just COS supporters, were able to pack that committee room and not a single person testified against the COS action Article 5 application. Now, Mark Meckler testified at the second hearing, and there was some positive interaction with some of the committee members. So, Steve, maybe you can talk a little bit about how you've gone about getting sponsors for the Convention of States resolution. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Rita. I'd also like to say I am now uh, part-time staff with Convention of States, but for, for the last four years, I've been a volunteer in Maryland, hence my uh, speaking to what's going on in Maryland. I remain a volunteer in Maryland with COS. Um, as far as acquiring sponsors in Maryland, it's it's basically you need your you need the supporters to interact with their legislators. So the constituents interacting with the, the representatives in Annapolis, in Maryland, in the state capitol and general assembly that represent them, that's who they react to. So what we try to do is with our, our what we call the pool of supporters, which are all the people who have signed the petition here in Maryland, we try to get as many as we possibly can to engage with their legislators, to either send them a handwritten letter, send them an email, follow them on social media, let them know that they support convention of states and kind of make a rallying call to their legislators to say, hey, we're out here and this is how many we are. And, we have different roles that actually activate those uh, those supporters, as in the district captain. If you have a really good active district captain, he actually takes those supporters and he can actually have a focused effort and organize the communications from the supporters to have influence on those legislators and then they hear you. We also have a statewide team of legislative liaisons, uh, just one or uh, it's not a big number, it's one or two of us, that actually help statewide going to different legislators uh, to ask them to co-sponsor. And of course, you really need that lead sponsor. You need the person who's going to champion COS for you in the General Assembly in your state capitol. That person also has relationships with, with fellow legislators and will also help to corral and get other co-sponsors uh, to sign on. Mm -hmm. Mike, 
Um, do you happen to remember how many co-sponsors you had or have? And what was the process like for you? Is it hard to ask legislators to be sponsors or co-sponsors? Well, when I have a legislative liaison like Steve Patton and also C. Harrison helping me out, uh, I can really rely on them. So, in fact, I'm going to let Steve let us know how many co-sponsors that we have there, because I couldn't even name them, but he's developed real personal relationships with just about all of them. Steve? Thank you, Mike. Um, in the uh, On the delegate side, uh, which we have a House of Delegates here in Maryland, we have about 24 co-sponsors and our lead sponsor. And on the Senate side, I believe it was seven, six or seven co-sponsors and then the lead sponsor on the on the Senate side. Uh, interacting with legislators in Annapolis, uh, we call it glad handing, pressing flesh, rubbing elbows. Uh, there's a lot of smiling and a lot of interacting and you're building relationships. It's just like anything else that you do where you're looking to uh, to have influence with someone to have them see from your point of view and understand what you're doing and why you're trying to do it. So uh, when you're when you're in the state capitol, you tend to put a jacket and a tie on and you stand up straighter and you make sure your hair is combed and your face is shaved. But it's still the same. You're building relationships and you're having people understand your point of view as best as you can and doing it politely and kindly. Mm -hmm. Well, it's certainly encouraging uh, the relationships that you and the team have been building in Maryland with legislators. But another thing that's really encouraging are the young people that testified, um, these two young supporters that came to the Maryland hearings. Um, we have a short clip of their testimony that we'd like to play for the audience. Hello, I'm a I learned about the convention. Thank you. I mean, wow, those are two young kids. Uh, one was 10. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit more about Cody and El uh, Elliot? I mean, they were so articulate. Um, tell us why having young people in this fight for liberty is so important and why it's important to kind of lift up the next generation. Uh, Mike, to you. Well, there's a bunch of different reasons because so the young folks, they're the ones that are going to have to live with the decisions and that we make and the things that we do. And as Ronald Reagan said, you know, we're always just one generation away from losing the precious liberties that we have. So I think I look at part of the mission that we have with Convention of States and Citizens for Self-Governance is to help improve and, and teach each other how to be better citizens so that we can retain and and, and propagate these ideas and keep them going for the next generation. Uh, we just had a wonderful time with our, with our young essay winners. They did a fantastic job. And one of the things that I'd like to thank you, know, thank Mark Meckler because they, he came on to one of our state full team meetings and had a little, had a little uh, introduction and talk with our essay winners afterwards as well. And that was just superb and fantastic and, ins and inspirational to watch. 
Steve, other things you'd like to add? Yeah, just uh, Mike had mentioned uh, that they were the essay winners, and that's what, why the two of them were uh, testifying with us uh, in Annapolis or via Zoom on the one committee and actually in person at the other committee. Uh, yeah, we, so one of our communications team here in Maryland came up with the idea of just doing a young person's essay contest. Uh, we sent out notices through, you know, through our COS channels and also through our co-sponsors channels. You know, typically legislators have newsletters that go out to their districts. Uh, any legislators that supported COS, they helped us spread the word as well. We had a, an essay contest, 800 words uh, covering different things like federalism, how term limits would affect and fiscal responsibility uh, have, a, have an effect on society and governance and the importance of it. And we asked anyone from middle school to high school age to submit 800 to 1,000 words addressing these, uh, addressing these topics. And uh, the winners were Ellie and Cody. And part of, part of the, the winnings were they got to testify with us if they wanted to. And they both chose that they chose to do so in Annapolis and testify. But their essays were fantastic. And we also, we obviously sent the essays up the chain with COS National. And Mark Meckler was so impressed with these young people. He did want to come on to one of our state calls where he did get a chance to interact with the young people. Uh, so yeah, the essay contest was really neat and it really drove some interaction between young people and uh, civics and, and the COS movement as a whole. It was a really neat experience uh, overall. And also one of the things that happened is that they rapidly became the focus of attention wherever they were. We had our surge, our Citizens Action Day and, and Cody read his speech there everybody wanted to say hello and talk to him about it at the committee hearings themselves uh, they just became the focus the, the committee members the legislators they stopped what they were doing they took a look to see what was happening with these young people giving such great speeches and that is a lot different from some of the reception that we've gotten from our own testimony at committee in previous years so it was it was a wonderful experience and it really does change the atmosphere that is just brilliant you know convention of states is a nonpartisan organization because um, americans of every political stripe can and should be supporters of self-governance that's what we're all about is self-governance and we're not about promoting a specific brand of public policy it's more about who decides should a class of elite politicians decide in washington how we're going to live our lives or should those decisions be made closer to home that said it does seem that it can be harder to get democrat legislators on board with convention of states than republicans so blue states can be tough. However, just a few weeks ago, Massachusetts, a, a committee there in the Massachusetts legislature passed our resolution out of committee, and it was a mostly Democrat committee. So my question for you gentlemen today is, can this happen in Maryland? Can it at least get out of committee the way it recently did in Massachusetts? So um, Mike, I'll start with you on that, and then I want to hear from Steve as well. First, I would say is that, yes, it is possible for the for our resolution to get out of the committees. I'm not going to say that it, that it can't happen. However, it's going to require more than just us folks who are volunteering for Convention of States to do that. We have to reach out to our neighbors. We have to 
make our case and convince them that it is possible and it is worthwhile that they learn and build a relationship themselves with their own legislators. So that's one of the main things that you know we're, we're trying to do in Maryland is to reach, teach, and activate and help our neighbors cross the gap and and become better citizens. Steve? Yeah, no, I agree. I think it, it comes down to influence. And again, those, uh, you know, getting into the districts, uh, having more of a grassroots effort to influence those legislators. And in Maryland, uh, obviously, we're a very blue state. Uh, in the districts that are heavily blue, we do have volunteers and we do have uh, petition signers. We just need to grow those numbers. And as Rita, you said, it, it really comes down to the who decides argument. And we've we've stressed that here in Maryland. And I must admit, I was I was really surprised when Massachusetts got out of committee before we did here in Maryland, because we really expected to be first to get out of committee and first to pass the resolution, which I do think maybe there's a really good chance Maryland will still be for the first blue state to pass the resolution. But that said, we we tone and um, focus our discussions with legislators that are Democrats with the who decides argument with the fact that we would we find it more advantageous that they have more power to control what goes on here in Maryland and that we don't want this far off entity controlling everything that happens locally in our communities. And that does come across and that messaging does work. I really do think it comes down to influencing those legislators with the people that are in their districts, the constituents can actually vote them in and vote them out of office as we grow those numbers and our numbers are growing. We do have, like I said, we have leaders that are from the other side of the aisle that are Democrats. We have lots of COS petition signers that are from the other side of the aisle. We just need to continue to grow those numbers. Mm -hmm. Steve, I just love your optimism um, because there is always uh, at least one, um, possibly more people who will comment and say, hey, this thing can't get done in a blue state, can't get done in California, Massachusetts or Maryland. And yet, um, you know, we're starting to see COS patriots are proving them wrong, especially with what happened in Massachusetts. Um, what would you say to the doubters out there? And then also for people who are maybe not doubtful, but just need encouragement, because like Rita was saying, and like you said, and Mike, it isn't easy in a blue state. So what would you say? Um, what type of encouragement would you give? Steve, uh, what are you first and after Mike, you can follow up. Um. I, I would say to anybody who's out there who's really tired and fed up with the system as it's being run right now with this entity in, in DC that's controlling our lives and making decisions for us, that you need to do something. And I came out of the Tea Party. I was uh, I actually here in Maryland. I phone bank for Senator Cruz and Senator Lee when they first ran in 2010, part of that Tea Party movement. And the reason I phone bank for Maryland was because I didn't think Maryland being in such a blue state would have any say. Uh, I discovered Convention of States. I, I quickly found... Uh, four years ago when I began here in Maryland, 9,000 other people in Maryland that had signed the COS petition. Now, there wasn't really a team in place, but you start picking up the phone and you start calling people. And all of a sudden, you start a movement within your state. And COS was a, is a great organization to help you actually advance that movement. And the movement really is self-governance. The whole idea is that we can actually you know, govern ourselves. We don't need these far-off politicians and bureaucrats telling us how to run our lives. We can figure it out for ourselves. Uh, with that said, what I would say is the time that you spend when you're actually calling people and you're bringing people together, you're creating a community of people that think the way you do as far as not how to run your life, but that you want to run your life yourselves and your community should make the decisions for itself. I don't consider that really spending time. It's investing time. 
And it's very encouraging when you start making contact with people, especially in a blue state like Maryland, my experience, when I'm talking to people that they're just as frustrated as I am. And especially when you pick up the phone and they say that they're a Democrat and they tell you, yes, I'm frustrated too. I, you know, I'm just about done. And suddenly they want to learn more about what you're doing with Convention of States. And it just grows and expands like that. So it's, it's encouraging when that's happening, when you're making those calls and you're talking to those people. And I think it's also, uh, well, it's rewarding. And I think it's encouraging for the people that are getting those phone calls from you saying, hey, thanks for signing the petition. And you start that conversation and you actually can bring them into the fold. And hopefully those people become uh, you know, activists and leaders within, the, uh, within your COS organization. Mm. And just to follow up on that, just, just a little bit, Steve, I know that before I joined and became active with Convention of States, I was feeling rather isolated. I, I would look around, I would see things that I, I didn't really understand. I didn't know what was going on or how I could make any sort of positive impact on, on the things that were affecting us. And I just look around and see all sorts of things that really need attention uh, at a political level. And after I joined Convention of States, I learned that there were a lot of people out there in Maryland, in my very blue state, that that uh, felt very much the same way. And so I didn't feel so isolated anymore. And I started to learn about other viewpoints. I started to learn about how the state, how the state politics works, how the state government works, and that there is a there is a path forward, and particularly a way to actually start to build relationships with folks from all sides of the aisle, from all walks of life. And that's one of the things that I really, I really appreciate about the Convention of States and becoming active is that we have, we have the tools, we have this great technology, we have this way to build our relationships and teach ourselves and really help each other to overcome this isolation and start to bring governance back to ourselves and back to our states and make positive impact on our country. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, I know that we have to let you go, but at, before we do that, I just want to ask for the sake of all of our Maryland viewers right now, what is the action step? If you're watching right now and you're in Maryland, what can you do to help this effort in Maryland? And I think Mike, as the state director, I'm going to pitch this one to you. Thank you, Rita. The action step is to go to conventionofstates.com. Sign the petition. You can, you can learn a lot about us on, there's a lot of good information on the conventionofstates.com website. Once you sign that petition, go over to the take action page. That's, that's conventionofstates.com slash take underscore action. Go there, take a look at all of the sorts of, op, uh, of volunteer opportunities that can, you can take on. There are small things to do, large things to do. We need all sorts of hands to help us carry, carry our message forward. So we have a wonderful team of people and we're very helpful. And we give ourselves a, a, lot, of, a, a lot of grace and because we're all trying to do things for the first time. Most of us are, are new to this and we're learning things every day and we're working together to reclaim a culture of self-governance here in Maryland. Mm. Steve, Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really been a pleasure. Uh, we can't wait to have you both back when Maryland does pass out a committee. So we hope to see you very soon. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. All right, now we're going to go back to Mike, who has the answer for our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, over to you.
what an amazing group of patriots we have in Maryland. It's really awesome. And now I'm going to give you guys the answer to the question. The question, pretty simple for me to ask, of course, this week is the second anniversary of the passing of a true statesman, a modern statesman. He worked as a senior advisor for the Convention of States Project right up until his passing in March, March 28th of 2020. And that great statesman was Tom Coburn, Senator Tom Coburn, Senator Dr. Tom Coburn. This is a gentleman who has delivered over 3,000 babies as a physician, understands fiscal responsibility. He was known as Dr. No in the Senate because he wasn't about to go for wasteful spending and, oh, and wasteful government, among other things. And that's why he limited himself out because he thought of himself as a citizen legislator. If you want to learn a little bit more about his legacy, go to conventionofstates.com forward slash Coburn dash legacy. Again, conventionofstates.com forward slash Coburn, C-O-B-U-R-N dash legacy. And you will see a great tribute to a great man who has helped us move forward in convention estates. And as many of you know, was a great statesman who's moved and kept the United States heading in the direction that it needs to head. Well, thanks for having me, Andrew and Rita. Back to you to wrap up the show. Thanks, Mike. We do this show every week because like you, we love America. What we don't love is what's being done to her by swamp monsters in Washington. This isn't how it's supposed to be. What we need is a real plan. The American founders knew this would happen and they gave us a plan. In Article 5 of the Constitution, they inserted a failsafe, a convention of states for proposing amendments to rein in federal tyranny. We're organizing where we the people have the advantage in the states. The best part, neither the president nor Congress can do a thing to stop us. The states are agreeing in advance to discuss amendment proposals on three topics, term limits, fiscal restraints on Congress, and limits on the size and scope of the federal government. This is a solution as big as our nation's problems. Join Ben Shapiro, Governor Ron DeSantis, and millions of liberty-loving patriots by signing and sharing the petition at conventionofstates.com. Then also at conventionofstates.com, click the Take Action tab to volunteer and help us save America. Mm -hmm. And after, after you've uh, taken action and you've decided to volunteer, make sure that you're following us on Rumble, MeWe, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, Instagram, Getter, and TikTok. Um, we, we need to get the message out about Convention of States and Article 5, the best way that we can do that, or one of the ways that we can do that is by sharing, sharing Article 5 and Convention of States on your favorite social media platform. So go ahead and like and share content there. You can listen to this program and other historic legacy content on our Convention of States podcast. Just search Convention of States wherever you podcast from. Text START to 54555. You'd like to bypass big tech. You'll receive important news items from Convention of States and important messages. You should also be checking out the Battle Cry with COS co-founder and president Mark Meckler. It's on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. 
We'll see you next Tuesday for another edition of COS Live at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Remember, though, politics is not a spectator sport. If you really want to win, you have to get in the game. Your country needs you. Thanks for joining us. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.